Well, good morning and welcome to today's episode of Transform. Today, I want to finish up the series on Catch the Little Foxes, and I'm going to give you three or four today to wrap it up. Welcome to today's message with Pastor Jim Balzano. I want to thank Park Home for our studio furniture and Made by Vogel for other items you see in our studio. We've been talking about catching the foxes that destroy the fruit while it's still on the vine. Now, I've given you a number of them over the uh, past couple of weeks, but today I'm just going to quickly hit just a few more that I have. One of those is um, the persecution fox. When you think of what was happening in the church uh, of Acts, God was birthing this church. It was growing from the seeds that had been sown, and then persecution hits it. And that is a fox that comes. And that, that one's easier to identify, isn't it? It usually comes from the outside. It's more easily recognized. It's much more overt. It is easier to identify. And, um, and so it's something that when you look at the early church, they were being persecuted for what they believed. I mean, even before the Apostle Paul became the Apostle Paul, he was one of those who attacked and he was persecuting the church. But the amazing thing about it is that the church almost always flourishes under persecution. When you look around the world today at some of the places where the church seems to be exploding, it seems to be under intense persecution. There's just something about persecution that seems to drive an exploding church. It certainly puts to test what you believe. It certainly puts to test where you have your faith. You know, whenever Peter stands before the, the council, he has to say, listen, you choose whether or not we should obey God or man, but we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna obey God. Matter of fact, the Bible says they left there rejoicing. I, I'm going to tell you something. I don't want to rejoice over being persecuted. That's a fact. But the fact of the matter is persecution comes. The fact of the matter is when you stand your ground in the midst of persecution, the fox cannot destroy what God has planted. And then, well, when you move from that, that's chapter four of Acts. Then you move to another one, which is harder to spot because it's the hypocrisy fox that comes from the inside of the church. That's Ananias and Sapphira, chapter five. They came and they laid the, the, the money at the apostles' feet and they said, this is what we sold the field for. Remember that story? And they looked at him and said, this is the full amount? Yes, it is. You see, they didn't have to give the full amount. That wasn't the problem. The problem was they wanted to look one thing while doing another. You see, hypocrisy is something that comes from the inside and the outside. It is when people aren't what they appear to be, when people do one thing and say another, when people look for approval and applause. It's when people operate in a spirit of deception. You see, one thing I got to tell you, I've often heard that people say that the people in the church are nothing but hypocrites. The fact of the matter is there is a difference between being saved and having moments of sin that you fail, not out of deception, but you fail out of weakness. The fact of the matter is this is totally different because this is hypocrisy that is steeped in deception. When you are looking to be one way, knowing that you're not, that this deception, it's one thing on the inside and another thing on the outside. God did not allow that seed of hypocrisy to get planted in that church, and he snuffed it out. And so let me say this to you. Hypocrisy will kill that which God has planted. And then we move on to chapter 10, and I'll call this one the prejudice fox. Peter and Cornelius. Peter's on the roof. He's got a vision from God. 
all these clean and unclean animals. And the unclean animals, God says, get up and eat, Peter. And Peter says, I've never eaten anything unclean. You see, God was showing Peter. Peter said, he said to Peter, don't you call clean. Don't you call unclean what I have made clean. And he was talking about the Gentiles because Peter was going to end up having to go to the house of Cornelius. You see, the one thing God did not want for his church, he did not want it to be one race, one class, one gender. That's not what he wanted for his church. If it had become one class, one race, or one group, it would not produce the fruit that's necessary to build into his, his kingdom. We don't want religious prejudice, classism, racism. You know, there's no isms in the kingdom of God. I don't understand. I don't get it when I see Christians who I know are racist, who are practicing racism or classism or sexism. There's no, there is no isms. Peter was even criticized for going to that house. And he went to the house of uncircumcised men. He ate with them. But he gave them spirit-filled answers. And he gave them kingdom-centered answers that came from God. Listen to me. Don't allow the prejudiced fox to destroy what God has sown and what God wants to, to, to do in your life. Then we go to chapter 12, which is an interesting passage. And I call this one the glory fox. Remember the story of Herod. Herod had killed James. And after that, then he imprisoned Peter because he was going to chop his head off because it pleased the people so much when he killed James. And then all of a sudden, there comes a moment where Herod had given this edict and the people said, These, this is the words of a God. And God killed him in that moment because he refused to give glory to God. Herod received the praise of the people that belonged to God at the expense of his life. The Bible is clear. God will not share his glory. God will kill what steals his glory. You look at chapter 14, you see the exact opposite. Paul and Barnabas, after healing the man in Lystra, the people referred to them as gods. The people tried to sacrifice to them. And they yelled, stop, why are you doing that? We are merely men just like you. They deflected the praise to God. The moment you start taking the glory for yourself, whether you're a pastor, a lay leader, maybe you're a worship team member, maybe you're a worship leader, whatever it is that God has called you to do, whenever you steal his glory for yourself, I promise you the fox is eating the vine and the fruit will be destroyed. So don't allow that to happen. Always deflect the glory back to whom it belongs, and that's God. You see, this has just been a few things that I have looked at uh, over my life and looking at the church. Make no mistake about it. We have an enemy. The Bible says he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And he's like that fox, that he's always looking to destroy the fruit that God wants to develop in your life, through your life, and in your church. There is a fox, but the admonition of Scripture is catch the fox before it spoils the fruit on the vine. So let me encourage you, catch the foxes, allow the fruit to grow, see what God does. Have a great week.